And if you know what your user is looking for, you have to give them the content that they need. And then if you want to build a relationship with that prospect based upon their need and your need for the customer, you have to build a bridge from that piece of content to where you're at. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today, we've got a really interesting guest uh, in the studio with us, Matt LeClaire, and he's got a very generous offer at this time as many businesses are suffering through economic hardship, and his company's offered free SEO services for all American businesses if, they're, if they, those businesses are willing to pay it forward. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end to get the details of Matt's offer. So Matt LeClaire is a SEO expert. He's the founder of a marketing agency called uh, Your Ad a squad. Uh, Matt's team's purpose is the is the very best referral prospects available in any given industry with the purpose of doubling the size of a business. They are experienced in working with the big fish, yet they love the small businesses and never act like a candidate is above working with them. They help their clients to set up their sites on the uh, biggest referral targets in their industry, resulting in huge dividends. It forces their clients to game up the, to the next level of growth in their business. So I'd like you to join me in welcoming Matt LeClear to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Hey, Matt, uh, super excited to have you on the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Doug. Glad to be here. Looking forward to this conversation. And uh, like I said, I've got my pen and notepad out, um, SEO, and making sure that we get more of the right traffic to our website and get them to execute is always um, important to, to me. So do you want to give us just a, a bit of background kind of on what your superpower is and, and how you help people in this particular space? Oh, yeah. that. I'm. Uh, I started in this business when I was 25, and that doesn't sound like such a big deal anymore. But I'm 50 now, and uh, so I started out. Uh, really, uh, I don't. This ain't. My, this won't be my life story. But I started out on the lazy side of marketing back then, when the internet was brand new. Everything worked. I mean, everything. It was like you could go out and take a boat out into the middle of a lake and drop a bear hook in with a rusty bear hook with a cane pole, just a $2 fishing pole, and catch a 40-pound lake trout. And then you could do it all day long where you became a fishing expert within three days. I mean, that's that's what it used to be like. It was like instant money. You could rank number one for a keyword within a couple, three days. But those days are over. Long story short, I was very good on the black hat side of things. Then Penguin hit in 2012. When it hit, our agency was running over 10, 11,000 campaigns for customers. And uh, in 2012, when that hit, over half of them lost their, their rankings and they had to let people go. They had to uh, downsize. They had to move into their old rental properties and the ones they moved out of when I got them the rankings. So it's like every bit of kudos I got as a black hat artist was disintegrated by Penguin. And it should have been too, because in those days, the way we did SEO was, hey, listen, I found a hack. We can get past the warehouse guard by 
going in this window right here. Here's my ladder going through the window. If you give me ten bucks or a hundred bucks, I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> I'll hold the ladder. Yeah, I'll hold the ladder for you. And if I see any lights, I'm running. And that, <laughs> that's. But it's not that way anymore. And uh, it was like it took me a good three, four years after Penguin to really realize that I'm never going to hack the algorithm again. And then it just became a pursuit of just doing best practices and the fact what's in the today SEO is about giving your user what they're looking for. And if you know what your user is looking for, you have to give them the content that they need. And then if you want to build a relationship with that prospect based upon their need and your need for the customer, you have to build a bridge from that piece of content to where you're at. Now, let me give you an example. If you're selling apple pies and uh, recipes, and that's your blog post, and you have a lot of uh, great recipes for apple pies, but you have a really good one that you sell, and it sells great. But if somebody's looking in the old days of Google before Penguin, anybody could rank for that keyword apple pies. It could be a vendor selling apple pies. It could be a vendor selling recipes on apple pies. It could be the rock band apple pie. It could be the guy selling cinnamon for apple pies. It could be a, it could be, it could be a ClickBank product, so how to get in the apple pie business. And if people don't realize this, remember it, but there was a time when Google didn't work all that great. It was not that yeah. great of a tool. Yeah. Now it is. And that's because SEO, uh, guys like me, had to uh, quit doing black hat. People still try black hat, but it's more like a dash and grab where you break a window and run into the warehouse and steal a ranking until you get called two days later and then you get your site penalized. That's what Black Hat <laughs> is today. Yeah, and, yeah. But it took me a long time to get over that mindset of, hey, that, that why are we going to work to get on this traffic? That's work. Why don't we just sneak in? And that mentality, unfortunately, is still in our industry. And it's a very attractive to a small business owner just starting out. It's a very attractive uh, piece of bait, too. Like, yeah, give me $200 and we'll cheat for you. And then we'll get you rankings. And you'll make money with those rankings and way more than you're making now. Yeah, you might get caught one one day, but at least you're making money now. Just save some of it so you can market a little more legitimately the next time. And next later. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, but in the old days, it would take two, three years for Google to catch up to a brand that was cheating. Now it takes two or three days. And, wow. and if it's a real brand, do you really want to uh, upset Google to the point where you're blowing up the bridge with that? So, no, so, not not a chance. No. Yeah. And so that's 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 why Black Hat's so bad now, but it was a very it crashed so many boats into the rocks, like the sirens calling the sailors to the rocks just to crash it. But it's not as much anymore. It's just a lot of old but people do that. People seem to do that with just about every platform. I mean, I think Gary Vaynerchuk's quote that I like the most is, you know, everything works for a while, then marketers get in and ruin it. So like you're saying, you went through this transition of black hat to now white hat and best yeah. practices. Email went from bulk emailing, spamming, tricking, using images to hide. They've got better. So it's had to clean up. So eventually we go through this cycle where you have to have your sort of come to Jesus meeting and get things right, or you're just not going to survive. Survive. Uh, yeah. In this industry, those who shouldn't be in existence won't be in existence anymore. And, and back in the old days, you could be in existence even if you didn't deserve to win. If your company was just <laughs> horrible, but you got the right backlinks, you won. Yep. 
and you got the money. Now, you might have a horrible conversion rate. It's like one in 1,000 of the people hitting your site buys. But if you're getting 10,000 visitors a day for free, that's 10 sales. And it's like, I'm I'm gold. And I said, wow, if you would just fix that page a little bit and you could get your your close rate up a little higher, but, but you're, you, you nailed, you nailed that you hit the the nail right on the head when you said that a platform, what Gary V said, probably with an F word or two thrown in. If was, if you, if you take Gary's got his personality, but my first, my first marketing bid was actually sending emails. Uh, The national association of realtors had a whole database on their site in 1996. And I downloaded the whole thing. It was, like 65,000 real estate agents. And I said, wow, what if I sent them all an email? (laughs) Oh, that'd be, what? Oh, let's try it. And then I sent like 30,000, half of the list went out. And the first day, they all went to the fr- the first guy on the list because I said to throw- so one guy got thirty thousand emails from us and then and that was my very first I should have got out of it but the next day I figured it out and the guy was real cool about it and we reset and I think I had sixty five voicemails from people interested in wanting to hire us and it was wow. just from a push of a button and they would send me such nice notes says I can't believe that you sent me an email my Son just bought me this computer two days ago. This is or two weeks ago. This is the first email I've ever gotten. And you say, yeah. and you say you sell real estate services. I'm a real estate agent. How how odd is that? Not yeah, odd at all. A, a coincidence. And, and now you do that, and the oh, no. email service providers will shut you down in in like thirty seconds. Oh, they'll figure it out. Yeah, it took them months before, and months and months and months and months and months. And before we didn't even have a word for spam. They didn't care. They let us do it. Comcast, which is a big uh, internet provider here in Michigan, they let yeah. us go on for two years sending out that many emails. And it just, no, I didn't know it was wrong and they didn't know it was wrong. And it was, uh, but it just got to a point where then we'd have to send out 20,000 emails to get one response. And then it was 50,000. And soon we had a bulletproof server that could send out a million emails a day. And we were doing that to get the same conversions that we used to get out of 5,000. So I got the writing on the wall and I said, okay i'm out of this then we moved over to black hat and the black hat was like well let's just start up three thousand of our own sites dot info sites put some wordpress on it and put some content on it and just spam our own sites uh with links for clients and and we took right off and we i thought i was a genius i quit spamming emails and i started spamming my own site (laughs) who could possibly complain about that well, that's funny. Google. <laughs> so moving moving to 2020, I just want to back the bus up a bit to something you said, because I want to make sure that our listeners get that. And you said that the secret to CEO to or CEO, SEO today is giving the user what they're looking for. Yeah. So do you want to just, ex, just explain in your words what that means? So for somebody who's listening, who's got a website, who's going, okay, I want, you know, I thought that's what I was doing. Uh, maybe you can explain what that is. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's getting into the mindset of Google first, not just to come customers like in the old marketing you'd have to get into the, the mindset of your of your of your prospects and then that's it and you wouldn't have to get into the mindset of anybody else but now we have to get into the mindset of google too because they're the ones that are they they have already earned the the prospects that we're trying to get to our site they've already earned the right for those prospects to do business with them they count those people as their customers so if we want google to send us their customers we have to take care of google and they know when somebody search when we every time we search on google anything 
and we go to a website, Google's keep keeping track whether or not we found what we're looking for. Because I mentioned like before 2012 that Google was not a very effective tool. It wasn't the sharpest knife in the uh, in the kitchen. It was a very dull tool that worked sometimes. But now it's a precision tool because it gives you exactly what you're looking for. So all we have to do is figure out when we f- bid on a keyword or when we optimize a page for a keyword, we have to figure out what the user is trying to figure out when they search that keyword. And then we have to give the user that which they're looking for. And it is so easy to test. There's no guesswork in this system at all because Google's already a precise tool. So all you have to do is take the keyword and go search it on Google right now. Look at the sites that are ranking for that keyword, then look at the pages, then look at the titles and watch how it's pretty much they're all the same thing, telling the same story. And when you find that, you found the user intent for that keyword. And if you go with any type of article or any type of content that is different than the pages that are ranking on page one for that keyword, you're going to have a very hard time in ranking for it. It might work locally, but it won't work for any type of uh, keyword that will bring in like life-changing business. So that's what I mean about user intent. If you take care of the user, you're giving Google what they want and we can find, and we have to get into the head of the user. And thankfully Google makes that easy because they're such a precise tool right now. We couldn't use them 10 years ago to figure out what our, what our prospect we're looking for and what their intent was on search. So that brings up another thought. You talked about the content and and while you were uh, sharing there, I did type in Apple Pie just mm-hmm. to see who came up and I see there's 586 million results and it took less than a minute to well, actually took a little more. It took 70, it was 0.71 seconds. So less than a second to give me the results. So if you're writing content, because there's so much conversation these days around content, 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 if you write good content for your website, it'll help you rank. But to me, it sounds like there's more to it than that. You're saying, understand user intent, look at what the other sites are writing about. So is that, you know, are you recommending to your clients then when they're writing or they're producing content or, um, or whether they're doing it or you're helping them? that they're going to do that research before they write the piece? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And well, sometimes you have to write the piece beforehand because it is because it is what it is, right? If you're writing a piece of content and as a business owner, you're like, yeah, this has to come out. Now, what keyword am I going to find for it? Now, sometimes you, you get a piece like that, then, then you could then go look and find a keyword that fits after you write the piece. And then you could kind of massage it into the, into the thing. But like with apple pie, we're looking at it and it's like there's apple pie recipe, apple pie recipe, apple pie recipe, perfect apple pie, homemade apple pie, homemade apple pie. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they're all and then right down there, right on the bottom of the list, there's a King Arthur apple pie for King Arthur flour. So we got one and still it's 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 if you were going to try if I had a client come up and tell me a prospect and say I want to pay you x amount of dollars to rank for apple pie for my beautiful apple pie posters <laughs> I'm like well no I, I I'm not going to take your money and there's old in the old days we would because it wouldn't matter what your subject was you could rank regardless of what your topic was just by using backlinks and using the right anchor text in those links and then that that told Google yeah this is about apple pie so But now you have zero chance of ranking anything on page one of Google for apple pie if it's anything other than the recipes. 
So that's user intent. Now you mentioned backlinks. So excuse my ignorance, but I'm just going to just this to show you where my thinking is. Are people still using backlinks and are they effective? Oh, yeah, they're very effective. And they're going to keep using it, too, as long as Google's around. There's no way for Google to figure out what sites are going are worthy of being ranked. Like I'm looking here at number at at these apple pies and I'm looking at King Arthur flower is on the page. Taste of Home is number one, allrecipes.com, pillsbury.com, foodnetwork.com. Now, if you if you go and look at and put these any of those sites into a backlink checker like Ahrefs, we call it Ahrefs or Moz or Majestic, and just any backlink checker and look at how many sites are actually linking to these domains, you'll find millions, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And that means a lot of uh, bloggers are linking to it, are sharing it, the YouTubers are sharing it. And there's a lot of uh, times where people are linking over to the Pillsbury.com. Now, if you started a brand new site, and uh, you were had an apple pie recipe, and it's a great apple pie recipe. As far as apple pies go, it's the best recipe in town. It's much better than the Pillsbury.com one. And everybody loves it, and grandma has its own recipe. But as you try to rank that recipe, it's not going to be – Google's not going to rank whether based upon the quality of your recipe. They're going to base it upon how many other sites are linking to yours. They can't judge whether or not your recipe is any good, but they can judge whether or not other people think your recipes are good. And the only way they can do that is by looking at the backlinks coming in from other sites. And if other sites are linking to your site, it's almost like a Rolodex. Anybody that starts a business can succeed. But if you start a business and you have a Rolodex, you have a much better chance of succeeding. When Google sees that Rolodex online in the form of links, they're like, okay, this 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 is a connected page and the recipe must be good. Because the bottom line is Google doesn't care if your recipe is any good. They just care whether or not your customers think it's good. And, uh, and, and if you get a bunch of sites linking to you, they take your word for it. And well, at the same time, that's another part of the algorithm. I don't want to get in the weeds, but you got to get clicks too. So you you could get enough uh, rankings to get to page one. But if you're focused and you're constantly staying on the bottom of page one, you can't climb up. It's a good time that you have to optimize for clicks and optimize for click throughs. And then who the, it's almost like a, uh, a competition. Whoever's on page one, whoever gets the most clicks goes to page one, goes to number one. And uh, because that's the one that, taking care of customers. That's the one Google's click users are clicking. That's the one that Google's customers like. So therefore Google likes it. So you got to have enough backlinks and optimization to get to page one. And then you have to have a good meta description and a good meta title that gets clicks in order to win the attention of the people who, who, who search the keyword. And then as you more, then when you win that attention, uh, your rankings improve. So it's, that's rank brain. So it's like a lot of, you can get in the weeds really <laughs> quick with the algorithm. Yeah. I try not to, but it is part. So if you have, so even your listeners have rankings on like page one and they're like seven to 10 or six to 10, look at the meta descriptions of, of the other people ranking above you. Look at what they're saying that you're not. And if you can make it a little more enticing to get the click without taking your keywords out of the meta description or title, you're going to get a better ranking. 
There you go. Well, one of the notes I just made, and so speaking to the salesperson in in those of us that are in business, and maybe this description sums up that Google really is the gatekeeper. So, you know, as a salesperson, often you'll hear salespeople complain that I can't get past the gatekeeper. I can't get past the secretary. So there's been whole seminars and books written about how to get past the gatekeeper in a traditional face-to-face sale. So what you're saying is that that's Google views these people as their customers and they're not going to let them through the gate to your store, to your website, to your landing page, unless you're going to look after them. Yeah, because if you don't, those are quickly going to become Bing customers. And <laughs> right. then they can't sell the paper clicks and you know, the clicks and the everything else. And that's why Google's in business is to make money, right? So, and if they're not making money, if they're, if people don't trust their tool, the people are going to go to Bing or there's a million other things, uh, uh, search engines too. So once I started viewing SEO, okay, wait a minute, all I have to do is really take care of my customers. And it hit me. I should be doing that anyway, not trying to rank and beat algorithms and all that other stuff. And then that's why. And then then it then it all fell into place after that. It just became a matter of if you take care of people with your content and make sure it's content they want and you get it optimized for the right keywords and then you solve the problem so they don't immediately back out and try to find a competitor who's also ranking on page one because you didn't answer their questions. Uh, your rankings improve. And not only that, but your conversions improve because the content is now not based on fooling Google, but it's based upon taking care of the needs of your clients. And that's just, that's uh, that lowers bounce rate and that yep. increases. That's conversion. a good, good business, good business sense. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. So, you know, how do you go about getting good premium links? Uh-huh. I, I, I was looking through your background, your bio, and it says possibly good premium links uh, that to your website from people who will appreciate it more than you. I, I, I find that hard to believe. I, I'm so grateful when somebody links to my content right. because it's it's doing my business a big favor, if you will, in Google's eyes. So do you have a strategy that you suggest to, to people? Do they do it themselves? Do you guys help them? Do you do it for them? What, what's your uh, feedback on that? We do that for them, and it's really it came from reading an old Dale Carnegie book. It was like how to win friends and influence people, and I was reading it, and I was like, man, this would really work for outreach, link outreach. And then, so the the basic problem with most outreach today is that it, any of the people doing it is they just go to Moz and, and grab a template that four million people have used, and they start sending it out with, and they and put their own link information in. But most of the templates are written horribly. They're written for a content writer who are, is writing a piece of content and they need to show an example of a template. So they just write something from scratch. That doesn't mean they've sent it. But what I've noticed is that if you take the time, most of the time people send outreach, it's about give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Please give me a link. Please give me a link. Please give me a link. But nobody cares. The problem is that's we have to enter when a prospect gets our email outreach message, we have to enter the conversation they're already having in their head. And I know that's an old cliche, but they're thinking about their sales. They're thinking about profits. They're thinking about getting their costs down. They're not thinking about me. They're not. And it took me a decade to figure that out. I'm always thinking about me. Why wouldn't everybody think about me? So, yeah, yeah. so as soon as I reach their inbox, if I'm talking about me, I lose them. And 99.999% of the outreach being sent out today is about the outreach specialist. So what we've learned to do is so simple, is we find our prospects 
and we get very selective. We call them golden prospects. You can't do this with just any prospect. You find the people in your industry who are in a position to help you grow your business the fastest. And by that, I mean, they already have a website in your industry. They're not your competitor. They're not selling anything remotely close to what you sell. And they've already earned the respect and the admiration of uh, thousands and thousands of prospects in your industry who you would love to have as your customers. And they and it's a good fit for you. And uh, an example is, is, well, I won't give any examples. It's pretty easy to find those golden prospects. Then what you do is when you find them, you get about 30 of them and you find all their social media accounts. You find whether or not they've written any books. You go on LinkedIn and you find them and you do all this stuff and you just fill the spreadsheet out without contacting them. And then it's simple as this. Day one, you like their Facebook page. Day two, you follow them on Twitter. Day three, you add them to a public list on Twitter. Day four, you buy their book. Day five, you leave a review on their book, on the, on the book, and on, on their Kindle. Day six, you send them a LinkedIn request telling them how much you like their book. Then when they accept it, day seven, you give them a referral on their LinkedIn page saying, hey, I loved your book so much, I had to tell other people about it. Day eight, and you could skip this, you could read you opt into their list and then you reply to one of the emails with an intelligent question. You do this for a month before you make any of your asks. All you're doing is you're ingraining the name of the link builder with the prospect for a solid month before you reach out. And then by the time you finally do reach out, they know who you are. And they know that you're not just about yourself. You've taken the time and, you do, and, and a lot of times uh, by the time, so you do that, and week one, you send out those messages to 30 people and follow that. It doesn't take that long. And then you start reciprocating with the people who will reciprocate back with you. Not all of those 30 golden prospects are going to respond right back to you. Some will thank you for sharing their stuff. Some will thank you for commenting on their blog, maybe a handful out of the 30. And it's those handful of people you spend the month with by sharing more of their stuff, leaving more blog comments and doing things like that. Maybe even buying their stuff. If it's not that, if, if it's, if it's somewhat affordable, if you're a customer, now they really think of you different. And all we're doing is building up social equity with the prospects before we make our ask. And then we make our ask. It's as simple as making the prospect like giving us the link more than we get like it for getting it. And a perfect example is, and let's say you don't do all that much effort. Let's say you don't have time to go and, and, and you own an e-commerce site and you want to get a link from another e-commerce site. So how do you get them the value giving you a link more than you get from receiving. It's the simplest saying, listen, you sell you sell blueberry pies. I sell apple pies. I'll never sell blueberry pies. Uh, whenever somebody searches blueberry pies on my internal search on our store, we're going to say we don't sell blueberry pies, but these guys do. Go get, a, go get a blueberry pie from them. They're delicious. Ask us how we know. So now you're getting referrals and you then you reach out to the prospect and say to the to the blueberry pie company and said, listen, we just added you to our internal search. We're not asking you to do the same. If you added apple pie to your internal search, we would love it. But we just want to be your referral partner. And then it's a matter of this. Well, what, what can we do for you? Well, now that you mentioned it, we'd like to give you a guest post or something like that. Now, 
they don't have to reciprocate. You you went uh, you did something nice for them, and it's all about doing little things for people and building up social equity points to the point where you then can make your ask, but you then still make your ask in a way that benefits them more than it benefits you. They get a nice piece of content. They get all the nice things you did for them in the previous couple weeks, and then and you get a link. Uh, and, and no, then it's just, well, big deal, right? Well, it is a big deal. That link is the kind of link that Google is going to like. But once you took the effort to get that one link, you go and get a second link because now you have a relationship with an influencer in your industry. And then you can get referrals from them. Then they'll mention you in their newsletter. And I had that with an influencer. They, they mentioned my book, my SEO book, link building book in Amazon. And it went to number two for SEO. And it was like at number 179 before that one mention in the newsletter and in an industry newsletter. And it went to number two. And so that's like, when you get relationships with people like that, if you're going to do link building, it might as well be with the people who are going to be able to help you grow your business the fastest. They're in a position to give you referrals now because they give you one link, they give you a second link, then they start giving you newsletter mentions, then they start giving you referrals. I said, listen, I'm getting a bunch of people asking me for this and I don't offer it. Can you help me? Why, yes, I can. And that's how you build referrals. So we use link building as, as a business development plan to build relationships up for our clients with the biggest people in the industry that can help them grow the fastest. And that starts out by doing nice things for them. I guess I could have gave the uh, cliff note version of the answer. <laughs> so, no, that, that was great because that's, if you, you can use that approach, I think just about with, with, you know, any relationship, like you said, building social equity, people ask me all the time, well, what's the secret to pitching and getting on somebody's podcast? And I get lots of really poor pitches and I get a few, a few good ones. And then the agencies are really smart. They're, they've got their skills down, but just to what you said, it's like, well, are we connected on social? No. Have you listened to my podcast? No. Have you left me a review? No. Well, if you want to get on my radar and increase your chances of being a guest, you know, you, it's to your point, listen to my podcast or to your point, look at my website, see, does my website, does my content, does my business philosophy, is it in alignment with, you know, with my brand before I just send out a blanket email to find it some some brand I don't really want to be aligned with, but hey, guess what? I got a link. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. And if, if well, if I'm going to reach out to you, well, it's kind of a bad example because I'm on your podcast right now. But I would first of all, it doesn't matter who's. But if it was Joe Rogan's podcast, let's use Joe Rogan as an example. Somebody where if you got on Joe Rogan and you and if your product matched his audience, you're going to make some money. You know yeah, that absolutely. you're going to get sleep the night before. You're not going to get any sleep. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough one. And then you go to it. And, and but how do you get Joe? I mean, you follow Joe. You retweet Joe. <laughs> you and 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 PR experts they call it read and react, where they get their list of prospects and they follow them across all social platforms. On Twitter, you can use TweetDeck for this, and then just follow their tweets, then reply to them intelligently, and just get your name in front of the prospect so they recognize who you are. That way, when you do ask, what well, Dan Kennedy said it as marketers, we have to get prospects to 
quit thinking of us as an unwelcome pest and start thinking of us as a welcome guest. And the best way to get premium prospects to think of you as a welcome guest is not to be the pest and asking for your needs up front. They know you need links. They know that you they could give you referrals. But if we come in asking for them too soon in the relationship, we blow it. And Ryan Dice says this from uh, from from a digital marketer. He goes, sometimes it does hurt to ask if you ask too soon in a relationship. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, because I, I clearly see pitches that way come in. Hey, I've written this really great article. I'd like you to post it on your blog. I remember one company that, that pitched me. What was interesting was the article was okay. But when I looked at the background of the company, I was super interested in the founder and what they had done. So I sent a note back and I said, I'm not interested in posting your article at the bottom of a previous podcast guest. Right. I just don't think that's I just don't think that's cool for me to post something else in the bottom of your episode. I said, but I would be interested in interviewing your CEO and I never heard back from them. So they were clearly just blasting out emails and yep. if the answer was no no link, it was just like flush and we were gone out of their ecosystem, which uh, actually I don't mind because it was good for me. Oh, um, yeah. to, <laughs> right. Well, they yeah. ended up wasting your time like a mosquito almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there was nothing of benefit to you from that whatsoever. How dare they try to build relationships up with people and leading with that? That's just, yeah. and that's what most link builders do. And most people trying to get links, they're a little nervous and they got to ask for the link. And even asking a girl out to dance, as scary as that was when I was in school, is you had to work up to it a little bit. And you just didn't, at least I couldn't, go to a strange girl that I've never seen before and ask her to dance. No, it was like a, a 10 minute routine, right? <laughs> and then I might not do it my friends are over there watching me so i got to do something but the point is uh there has to be effort put into the relationship building otherwise you're just coming forward with your own needs and even a hundred years ago if you get sales book they call them correspondence where they would write direct mail and these guys wrote all the direct mail for all the sales and then they'd write the collection letters and all the holiday special everything usually one or two guys wrote everything and yeah. and even a hundred years ago there was people failing at business because they wrote all their stuff from their own perspective and their own needs. And a hundred years ago, these people were made fun of by successful direct marketers just because they couldn't figure out you can't lead with yourself. Not unless you're Will Smith or even Will Smith couldn't get away with it today. It's, it's like no one – we can't – People care about themselves and their family and they care about what they care about. And if we're a stranger to them, they don't care about us. And even if they're not a stranger, even if they're our twin brother, identical brother, even he's not thinking about us all the time. So it's it's so let's not lean on that and rely on that when we do outreach. Well, and to to your your advice that you shared with us, you said golden prospects. You said find thirty of them. Mm -hmm. You didn't say find three hundred, three thousand, thirty thousand. You didn't say buy an email list of everybody that's in America. You said find thirty people. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening, that think this sounds like work. Yeah, it's work. The good news is you can do it or you can hire somebody to do it or you can have a staff member do it. But it is going to be work. And the great news is that you only have. 30 people that you're working with at one at one point in time. 
So it's it's yeah. it's even better than that because they don't all reciprocate right away. And by reciprocate, I mean you send an email and they don't respond back, or if 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 you retweet them a few times and they don't say anything, or if you send them a LinkedIn request and they're just not following you back and there's no reciprocation back. A lot of them are busy, especially if they're good prospects. They're busy and they're, maybe they're 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 just nowhere near their computer, but. A handful of them will. And it's that handful that makes this system so easy to do because you just end up reading their books and you're reading their blog posts. And usually if they're smart and they got a big following, it's for a reason. So I always say to be the best in your industry, you have to learn from the best. And to learn from the best, you have to read the best. And if you're going to read for the best, you might as well get a link from them. <laughs> there you go. I, I like that. You might as well get a link from them. <laughs> So uh, I just going to ask you, what are you most excited about right now, uh, Matt, looking at kind of where we are in the world and what you see coming down the pipe? I mean, like we talked about Penguin, which is a major change in your business. What uh, What's got you, uh, keeps you up at night thinking about the opportunity? Well, right now it's the crisis, what's happening with COVID-19. There's so many small business owners that are just kind of uh, bobbing in place right now. Some of them are sinking and uh, our efforts is just trying to, uh, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to say this in a capitalistic way that makes me a, a capitalist pig, but we're this our economy right now is in a yellow flag economy. And in NASCAR, you're not supposed to pass anybody when there's a yellow flag. That's the rules. But yeah. if you can help people get through this crisis, whether it's putting together a blog post on how to apply for the uh, PayPal, uh, PayPal, I always call it PayPal, the 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 paycheck protection plan or how to get a grant for $10,000 emergency loan to cover payroll and how to do that. If you can help your prospects, if, if you're B2B, get that help right now and just offer all the help you can on that front, regardless of what you sell, a percentage of those people are going to end up doing business with you. So what, what we've done is we created a resource page, the COVID-19 relief. It has over 200 sources of money and revenue that small business owners in, in, in America can get. And some of them, you know, somebody in England or like Great Britain is going to have to do theirs and Australia will have to do their own. But we did one for uh, American companies. And so what our goal is, just to drive as many people there as possible, uh, offer webinars and how to fill the grants out and do all it has nothing to do with SEO, but it does have everything to do with helping small businesses. Small businesses are the backbone of our country. They're what makes us tick and they're what's going to get us through this uh, crisis because when small business starts working, jobs happen. And then when people get yep. jobs, the economy just hums right along and it's going to happen again. And we want to be part of that. And we can't just wait for people to get money to pay us again. Right. So we're hopping in. We secured our payroll from the government and we're going to say we're going to we're offering free services, SEL services to any American small business who needs help. Uh, we're doing free SEL. We're doing helping them get grants. So that's what I'm excited about. It's a horrible thing to be excited about as a crisis. But if you know how to help somebody and you can and you got a lifeboat, it's not boring. Well, it's better than than the other side. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. There's, you have to be sensitive because, right. you know, there's people hurting, there's people sick, there's people losing loved ones. But on the other side, it, I think I would feel worse if I couldn't help. Nothing worse than sitting back going, I wish there was something I could do to help my neighbor, to help my small business, to help my fill in the blank. And so, you know, uh, you have that ability. I have that ability. Lots of people do. So to your point, now is the time to roll up our sleeves. And uh, like they say, we're all in it together. Help 
help who we can to be stronger and and to survive because surely if we lose you know 30% of the small businesses mm. through this there's going to be a lot less prospects for everybody so i think you know to your point it's a you know we need to do this yeah it's 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 one of those uh, it's Every generation has a moment like this, I imagine, and this is our moment. And either we buckle down, you can see the, I, I see my competition there where they're just, their knees turn to jelly and they're nervous. And maybe they had all their clients in the hospital. And if they, especially if they're in the hospitality and if they're, if they're helping hotels and restaurants, they just lost everybody. Yeah. And by, by luck. You know, we we lost no one. And it was just a, being an industry. Plus, you have to be a resource for your clients, right? That if I get fired during a crisis because they're not making enough sales, I didn't do my job as their marketing guy. And yeah. I want to be the guy, oh, my gosh, we got to pay Matt double. We need more Matt, not less than Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and that's, uh, but I'm 50. But a 25-year-old Matt would have handled it a little different. Now I say, okay, we'll, we'll keep our wits about us. We'll socially isolate. We'll do everything we can. Let's just get the grants first. Get your payroll. Hire people. Even if you don't have any customers, do free work. And just, yeah. just pay it. And that's what we're telling people. Our cost for our SEO services right now is uh, pay it forward. If you're an American small business and you and, and you need help getting back on your feet, SEO will help do that. We can't do everything, but we can do SEO, and and we'll give free services for that. If that small business will give free services to another small business, because this is all we got to do is pay it forward. And um, and SEO isn't rocket science. Sometimes we like to charge like it's rocket science, but it is. It's just following a set pattern. It's like my six-year-old could almost solve a Rubik's cube, and she couldn't even touch it before. And it's just from using algorithms, right? And uh, and once you learn the algorithm, it's just a pattern, and it's very simple to do. And that's all SEO is. It looks like it's hard work. The hard work is figuring out what doesn't work. The hard work is figuring out, you know, oh, I can't fool Google anymore. Why did I waste four years of my life going after that? And that's what comes from experience, gray hair, and and a few years of business experience. Yeah, yeah. I like being in I really love business. So you ask, what gets me excited about business? Just being in business. I remember my first day being in business. It was like looking over this horizon that was the whole world was mine. It turned out it wasn't. But, <laughs> but at that yeah, well, that's when we were young. We thought we thought that. I remember. I remember those days. Yeah. So, two two questions, and I'll, I'll wrap up, I'll wrap up and let you go back to doing what you're doing, and that's serving people and helping them out. Uh, first question is: Who's one guest I absolutely have to have on my podcast? Uh, Brian Dean of Backlinko.com, and it's uh, Brian Dean is a big mentor of mine. He's taught me so much SEO, really how to take care of the user, and his website Backlinko.com is phenomenal. His YouTube channel is phenomenal. If you search Brian Dean or backlinko.com. Can I ask you for an introduction, Matt? 100% yes. And then here's the most important question. For people who are listening, uh, regardless of where you are around the world, and want to connect with Matt and his team, and especially if you are an American company, want to connect and join with Matt, join hands and arms and move forward and pay it forward, where should people reach out to you? Uh, our website's your SEO squad. Dot com, your SEO squad, 
com. And uh, if there's two things they could do. Number one, we have a contact page. If 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 you want free SEO services, even if you weren't doing SEO before it hit, what else do you got to do while you're waiting for the economy to get going? Again, you might as well get your SEO kicked in the gear while you're working on other things. We know how to do that for you. Just go to your squad.com, hit the contact page and uh, just send me a message and we'll reply back to and get you going. Also, uh, this whole golden prospect marketing system I talked about, I lay out for free. If you go to yourseosquad.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and hit the link building mastery link, you'll see uh, access to three courses that I made available, all on link building, teaching how to do golden prospect marketing. You don't even have to subscribe to get it. There's no email. It's all laid right out there in the open for anybody who wants to uh, watch it. And I don't get a lot of YouTube. I used to sell for $2,000, Doug, and I got to a point now where it's for free and I get like three or four views a week on them. And I'm like, this is the most intense training I've ever put out. And it really will teach you how to get links from anybody and referrals from anybody but it's work and most people that buy a course won't implement it anyway right no that was our other conversation i had with a bunch of uh, business guys uh, through america we said hey now at least with our with this uh, social distancing and quarantine we can take all those courses we bought on black friday <laughs> yeah i might watch the first one yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you know what? My first ebook, my first business was an ebook business, and I sold it to real estate agents of all people. I told you about my list, and uh, we we got to the point where I think I had two hundred people buy it for fifty dollars a piece, and I had the wrong download link sent, sending to them. So, how many complaints do you think I got out of two hundred? Zero. Not one of them even tried to download it after buying it. They just bought oh, it. That's bad. You can even have to have an ebook. You could just say buy my ebook and give a broken link, and you could make money in those days. That's that's bad. Yeah, that was well. Our targeting was too. Our, our targeting was well. If we go after real estate agents, if they're men, then they have to be making money. And at that time, this not to be sexist, but Marcus marketers sometimes sound like sexist. I knew that female real estate agents probably had husbands too that were working. And I was right. And so their credit card was very free. And uh, and that was just a little survival thing. And that sounds totally sexist, and it is. But uh, it just but it worked in our favor that they just bought whatever we sold. And they because it was something that they're going to read one day and they're busy. They're, <laughs> they just never got to it. What a shame. There's so much good yeah. information now. Back then there wasn't. But now there's so you can learn to do anything. And if, you know, and sometimes, you know, I'll take a course and really me taking a course, a paid course from somebody is a qualifier before I hire them because I want to see if they know their stuff. Yeah. So to your point, you can go to your website, look at the information. If it makes sense and you've got the time and the resources to execute, you can execute. But if not, you can go through all of Matt's information and then you'll know what they're talking about when you hire them. Yeah. And, and beware of any anybody in any industry that is nebulous about what they're going to do for you, because if they can't explain it and then uh, and there's a good chance that uh, there's a reason they can't explain it. And yeah, just know what you're getting into. That's why we lay it all out there. And uh, it's a great for conversions, but it's not so good on the used to get us a lot of sales, like I said. But now it's more about everybody that watches it and we're thinking of hiring us. Then they get to the course and they just hire us. So it's still good. So having a course is great, even if you have it for free. I, I recommend any on your listeners set a course up and not even try to sell it, but just just to build just to build credibility. 
Great advice. So I want to say thanks so much, Matt, for taking time out of your day and sharing and being uh, so generous with our audience and making that uh, exceptional offer to your fellow uh, business owners. Yeah, well, I, thanks for having me on. I always like chatting. It's nice to be able to talk something, talk a little business instead of all the other stuff that's been going on. <laughs> Absolutely. So there you go, listeners. This is another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. We had uh, Matt LeClaire in giving us a, uh, well, a fair bit of information on SEO. I'm, I'm pretty excited uh, in terms of reframing my thinking around Google. I've always said that Google is wanting to serve the best result they can for searchers. But I think Matt helped me to even clarify that more in looking at Google as a gatekeeper. So they're not going to let people through if I'm not going to look after them. So I just want to say thanks again to Matt. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I'd encourage you to head over to uh, Matt's website and uh, take advantage of the resources he's got. Uh, we'll make sure that we've got a link to uh, the your SEOsquad.com on the show notes. So thanks for tuning in. I look forward to serving you on our next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting DougMorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.